0: Jan, let us move to the world of college basketball. A beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, first, with some, some sad news out of the women's game, Lucia Harris passed away. Lucia was an absolute baller in her day, could score the rock like no other, and was the first woman officially selected in the NBA draft.
1: Right. I heard How that. How about that? That's crazy. That's nuts.
0: Technically, uh, Denise Long was selected before her in 1969, but the league voided the Warriors' selection. So when Harris was drafted in the seventh round of the 77 draft by the New Orleans Jazz, she officially became the first one. But then she was like, I don't want to play, and uh, declined. Went on to play professional women's basketball for, for many years, uh, dominated that as well. So Lucia, rest in peace, Trailblazer. Some good news out of yeah. the women's game. Caitlin Clark. Oh, <laughs> doing it again.
1: Crazy. 35
0: points, 13 boards, 11 dimes last night. Her second consecutive triple double. And you know what that means, Yannick? The history has been made bell. Let it ring. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Clark becomes the first D1 basketball player, men's or women's, to record consecutive 30 point triple doubles. I'm telling you said it before i'll keep saying it if you enjoy watching basketball especially on the offensive side of the ball go watch caitlin clark go watch number 22 for the hawks because she is a goon she's a goon and and when i saw
1: that i wasn't surprised at all that just tells you how amazing she is i'm just like yeah fair enough yeah Yeah. fair enough i'm surprised it it took her her this long (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised it took her this long. She hadn't.
0: She hadn't done that yet. No. Two thirty-point triple doubles. That seems
1: like another day for her. Come on. Uh, no, I'm. I'm so excited about Caitlin Clark and and uh, what she's been able to do, and uh, hopefully what she continues to be able to do for the Hawkeyes.
0: I know. Yeah. They they've started. She kind of started the slow year, the year slowly, and the Hawks in general kind of didn't didn't get out of the gates like. Like expected, because I, I think they started the season in the top ten, and just tough loss to Iowa State, a couple other tough losses, and and her game was was part of that. She just wasn't all there, but they've really been clicking recently. Lisa bluter has got got the ladies playing well, and and certainly should be in the in the tournament. We'll see what kind of Big Ten run and and NCAA tournament seed they can get. Moving back to the men's game, Yannick, I got a question for you. Hmm. Out of the current major conference leaders, ACC led by Miami big 12 led by Kansas big 10 technically I believe is led by Wisconsin they might be tied with Illinois uh SEC led by Auburn PAC 12 led by Arizona and the Big East led by Villanova out of those leaders which one of those do you think will not win the regular season in their conference
1: yeah I the way that I saw it um it's hard there's some ones that are that are very obviously the number ones um in terms of, okay, so the way they're playing, right? Like Auburn looks like the best team in the league, let alone the SEC. So I can't say that they're best not the Best team in win. the country. Right. They're so, so, so good. Can't say anything about that. Miami looks amazing in the ACC. Uh, I, I, Duke, obviously you would say that maybe Duke's going to come back. But I don't want to discredit Miami yet. I think Miami could win it.
0: I'm with you, man. I, Florida, State's, Florida State's getting it going now. Like – I completely agree. Duke looks like so obvious the answer, but I think the ACC is wide open.
1: I think it is too. And that's why I can't give it to Duke. And that's the only team that I would strongly be able to say they're going to take it away from Miami. So I keep Miami in that place. Arizona, you know, they're number three. Do I think they're the number three team in the nation? No, but they, they have added an offensive element to their game where it's been so good defensively for so many years. And I think that both of those things are making them a scary team. And UCLA, you know, they've been kind of not – they've been playing okay. They're not – they didn't build any stronger than last year. They still got some good players that came back, but they don't look like they're the obviously going to beat Arizona, take them out. So, again, I'm keeping Arizona there. I'm going to keep Villanova there. there. I'm keeping Villanova there. I think Marquette could take it away at any point. (laughs) At at any
0: point. They did. (laughs) They did just pull off the upset last, wasn't it last night? I know. Saw that and I'm like, Jesus, it's just so too perfect. It's too too perfect. perfect. One of these, especially because this year, cause especially because this year they really haven't had those that many big wins. So for it to have happened last night was so perfectly timed.
1: Right, and and like I'm telling you all, one of these times, maybe this year, Marquette's going to make a deep run for no reason. They're going to be a fairy tale team, and I will not shut up about it. I will. I will. I will bang that Marquette jump until it dies but i'm gonna yeah no i'm gonna stick with yeah. villanova because i think just the biggie still isn't so strong um and so i think villanova is gonna keep keep the lead over there so i am gonna go with wisconsin won't end up winning their regular season title i think wisconsin's great um but i think you know purdue had a rough conference run fine but they're still the better team in that conference Um, and I think the Big Ten likes to punch themselves in the mouth. So I think even if it's not with Purdue, another team is going to come up. Like you said, Illinois, also really, really good in there. Um, So I think Wisconsin won't stay there the whole time uh, simply because there's too many good teams in the Big Ten, and they are not the far and away best team in that conference. If there is that team, it's Purdue, even if they've had that rough conference run.
0: Yeah, I think think with the Big Ten – you make the the best point, of which it's just it's such a the, the cannibalistic nature of it, where right. like I, you know you know Wisconsin's going to be getting knocked down. Um, I really I am a, a huge fan of Wisconsin. I've been a big fan of Purdue all all year, but I, I actually went with Kansas. Um, and and partly for the same reason, I think the Big Twelve is probably as stacked as it as it's been. Uh, Tech's a great team. Iowa State really is good. Texas is not probably where they should be, but they're still a solid team. And TCU's playing some really good ball. Okie State's playing good ball. Of course, Bob Huggins in West Virginia. But I think the biggest reason I'll I'll take I'll say Kansas uh is is because I at the end of the day, I still think Baylor's the better team. Um this is a good Kansas team that they got, you know, some shot makers, Braun and, and, and Agbaji. Um we I feel like self's teams have, have missed those kind of players the last few years, and that's what's held them back from going, you know. As far as as they normally want to in the tournament, or or you know winning the Big Twelve like they did for ever. Um, but I, I do, I still like the the Baylor team just a little bit more. But but I agree with, with Wisconsin. I, I think Wisconsin's, at, as, ready to be get usurped as anybody. Right. Exactly.
1: And I agree with Kansas. Um, I'm a little mean to them later, so I decided to let them stay there because I wasn't sure which one to pick to them well, earlier. That's,
0: that's, <laughs> let's get there. That's perfect. Uh, we, I'm going to ask you, Yannick, I'm going to say a, a team. Uh, we'll start with Kansas. And you're going to tell me if, if they're a team that can make that Final Four run or if they're a team that's going to be far more likely to get knocked out in the first weekend. Uh, so we'll start with the Jayhawks.
1: Right, I mean, offensively stellar. Right, with Agbaji and Braun together, they're averaging over 35 points per game. So already, you have kind of almost half the points that you need to stay competitive in those games. Just with those two players, the problems have really lay in whether have really laid in whether David McCormick can come into his own. Right, he hasn't really happened consistently yet. He had a game the other day where he showed his prowess. Um, But past that, you know, I think McCormick needs to play better, more consistently, and then him with those other two players can make Kansas more of a Final Four threat. But hasn't happened yet, so I can't give it to them. And they get too cold and inconsistent far too many of the times. Even in all of their wins, you you read those recaps, which I went through before today's podcast. It is, they overcome the cold stretches to win. They come from behind to win. And I'm sorry, that is a prime team to get knocked out in the first round, because you play a team that's hot and all of a sudden you can't make the comeback. And so I just think right now, too inconsistent, and they're much more of a first weekend upset than someone that's going to really make a push for the title.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if, if you're gonna hang your hat on on one thing, defense is is the thing. But you still have to have, you know, good enough offense, and that's what's hurt the, the Bill self teams the last few years. Is, is they've always been good defensively, but their offense, like typically, ha- has that this issue where they'll go through these long stretches of of just a cold spell. And like I said, even with Braun and Ibadi guys that can make make shots, that you know these teams recently haven't had. They they don't make them consistently enough. I think you make have a great point of bringing up McCormick and just the low post presence of Kansas. All of Bill Self's great teams have a, a very strong low post presence. They're good at rebounding. This team doesn't really have that, uh, at least not on the same level that we're used to seeing. So uh, I completely agree uh, that, that Kansas is, is far more likely to get bounced than make the final four. Let's move on to a, a final four regular Tom Izzo somehow always figured, I mean, his team could start the year. Oh, and 15. And once the tournament starts, it, there's good money they'll make the final four is this going to be a final four run year for Sparty or are they going home early
1: they're going home early I love Tom Izzo. I really do and of course like do I want to go against Tom Izzo, especially after you said that no um their defense has been stellar right they've kept nine of their past 10 opponents under 70 points so that is something they can hang their hat on and and I think something that will be good but defense Defense helps you in the later stages of the tournament. I don't think defense is how you get past those first two stages where you need to come out flying and beat those teams and not keep it close because that's where the upsets happen. And offensively, Gabe Brown has what, 14 points per game? Maybe? You know, offensively, they don't have a lot that's there. Can they keep up offensively with the team that decides to just go out there and punch them in the mouth? You know, they play, they've played ranked teams Right? They play the ranked teams the next two games. So we'll see, right? They play Illinois. I think they play one other uh, ranked uh, Big Ten opponent. We'll see. But the lack of offensive fire makes me feel like they're a team that if they get behind for whatever reason in that first game, it's gonna be hard for them to catch up. Of course, they can hang Wisconsin, their
0: hats. Wisconsin uh,
1: tonight. Wisconsin, Wisconsin tonight. So there you go. We will find On out- the road. We will find out what this Michigan State team is after this. Um, because they really haven't played too many teams where I'm like, that's a statement win that shows me that they are fi- they're a Final Four team. Um, but for the most part, you know, I I just think offensively they don't have the answer there yet. I'm not saying you have to have an offensive star to go with a good defense. You don't, but you your height it
0: helps. It helps, <laughs> but it helps. Like I mean, like they like I didn't even really do this intentionally, but Michigan State and Kansas, they really they remind me so much of each other. Right, um, and, exactly. And, and again, it's kind of been a recent. Since Cassius Winston left, it, it's been something Michigan State's kind of struggled with the last couple of years. Not you know all that long for not, not all that long for Michigan State or Kansas, they've still been just fine. Uh, but long you know struggles for for those two programs where they just haven't they haven't had you know a guy that that when they really need the shot that is going to hit it and, and is going to be able to make that offensive play. You know maybe not even just a shot, maybe it's a, you know a, a, an assist or, or what have you. That offensive playmaker that when things aren't going your way on the offensive side of the ball can say, all right, I got this. Let's go get a bucket. Uh, and I, yeah, I think that's what hurts Michigan state. And, and you said it; they really haven't been tested yet, especially in the big 10. Uh, they played Baylor and Kansas lost by double digits to both of them. So I agree. It's, it's early where they'll probably, you know, end up being a nine seed and make the final four. Cause that's what Thomas O does. do. But yeah, I, 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 I agree, especially them even more so than Kansas, where, where I, I worry about Michigan State. All right. The next one, a team that started the year with some high aspirations uh, and, and has been brought down to earth. They're in-state rival, especially bringing them down to earth. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They beat Gonzaga early in the year. They're not ranked in the top 25 right now. Still a sur- sur- certainly a super talented team. Uh, the SEC is, is having one of the, probably their deeper years we've seen in a while. But are the Alabama Crimson Tide, are they a final four-run team? Are they going home early?
1: They're going home early. And because, and here's why, right? It's not just that they've been playing poorly, right? But Alabama last year, defense was their thing. Defense, they had this great dynamic defense that maybe it didn't keep people under a certain amount of points like other defenses did, but they they were dogs after that ball, and they just don't have that strong defense right now. They're getting slaughtered on defense. They've lost three of the last four games, and, and you know, yeah, they I think they beat LSU the other night, but it's not like LSU is the strongest team in the world on defense either, so it just makes me feel like they normally strong thing that they can hang their hat on right is that strong defense and if they had that strong defense and then they had shackelford and quinterly then i might be like okay i can see this happening in a world but i don't think either of those players are good enough to make up for the defensive woes right now so i gotta go with first round exit I, i can't i can't see them in the final four right now
0: yeah i mean plenty of time again still early for them to turn around but but i agree that the team last year had just like with that defense and, and even just with their offense, like they just kind of had this edge about them. Yeah. They were like, we're going to beat you. Like, it, I don't even know how to put it into words, but like they they had this, this, this grit that they were like, we're we're just going to beat you down. Right. We're going to win this game. And this team, I've watched, I watched basically all that Alabama LSU game. I watched their entire game against Auburn. and And some credit certainly has to be given to Auburn because Auburn played incredible in that game. But both the games, like they, they certainly don't have that that bite to them this year, and and they're they're a good team, but yeah, they're they're missing something to be all that excellent. Let's talk about another team we talked about earlier, mentioned earlier, the Arizona Wildcats, the old-time Gonzaga assistant giving them one of their best years forever. We always wondered when Sean Miller would would put it together. He never could, as much as he cheated, uh, he just <laughs> wasn't wasn't able to. Sorry, Sean <laughs> Miller, but there is a recording of you like selling to bribe someone. So I you know, I'm not really no liable here. But anyway, Arizona clicking, top of the pack twelve right now. Are they a final four worthy team? Are they going home early? We've got I think right now we've got all going home early. So we got no team that you think can make a final four run.
1: Well this is the team that I think can make the final four run. I mean they only lost they only lost against a, a decent Tennessee team in a close game. They've been blowing out the pack twelve both defensively and offensively. You talk about their defense for so many years, now their offense is clicking. Mathurin and Tubelis scoring over 30 points per game together, just those two players. Uh, Like you said, it seems like the coaching staff finally has that team on both sides of the ball, really geared in. They're holding UCLA off. I think they are Final Four worthy because they still kept their identity as that defensive team, but they got this new charged offense that can really make it hard for teams to beat them on either side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think we've agreed on all four of these teams as well. I really, really like Arizona. I just like the way they play. I I like the way they've played all year. I watched their game against Tennessee, and it was – I mean, Tennessee played a great defensive game, and Arizona played a a really poor offensive game. Sometimes you just have some of those nights they still fought and contested, and I don't think you're ever going to knock anybody too much for a road uh, non-conference loss uh, to a ranked team. Uh, And otherwise, they've won every other game. The Pac-12 is a more formidable conference than it has been recently. Like you said, UCLA. USC, I think, is probably not as good as their number five ranking at one point was, but still a good team. Oregon's turning it on. Colorado's got a decent team. So it's it's a better conference than we've seen. Uh, and and yeah, like it's a team where, with a first-year head coach, I'm like, will they be able to win it all? I don't know. But I think they can make the Final Four. Yeah. Right. And that'd be impressive enough. All right, last one, Yannick. We're going to go to a mid-major, although... Tough to really call this program a mid-major. You'd think I was talking about Gonzaga, talking about like that. But I'm talking about the Houston Cougars out of the AAC. Are they a Final Four worthy team?
1: I mean, I don't wanna pick, I don't wanna say no because they made it last year, but at the same time, I'm saying no because their conference is so not formidable. Um, and granted, we've underestimated them before. You know, Quentin Grimes showed us last year, you know, we can all suck it. And if they show us that again, that's fair. For now I have to go off what I've seen. They're a great team, but all of the all of the data we have is from their conference, which isn't great. They've played two non-conference teams that kind of would show me something, Alabama and Wisconsin, and they lost to both. And I'm saying Alabama won't make the final four, so how can I say that Houston will, right? If they if they lost to Alabama and I also don't think Wisconsin is like the best team in the Big 10. So, I think Houston there's still not enough <clears throat> out of conference games for me to look at and be like no but look at that you know yeah their conference bad but they play well outside of that so first round exit for me uh more than a final four run repeat
0: this is this will be the one we disagree i uh i think houston is is a final four worthy team they, like you said they did they did lose their first their two games they had like, like non-conference wise to, to make a little more noise but one point lost to alabama two point loss to wisconsin both the, the games i think we're on neutral. Well, I know that Wisconsin was on a neutral site, but it was a neutral site in Wisconsin, so not really a neutral site. Um, and, and I just think I think you know Calvin Sampson always has Houston playing really really good defense. This team certainly has that, and I just think they have a little better offensive flow than than some of their their past teams do. So uh, I think they're I think they're a legit Final Four contender. That's all our college basketball talk for now, but there will certainly be more as as the season progresses. Uh, the Hawkeyes got hosed. What are you gonna do,
1: Keegan Murray? So good though. How can we talk about yeah. Keegan Murray? He's so good.
0: Of course, we know. Always talk about Keegan Murray. He was number six on NBA on the uh, ESPN's uh, mock big board thing. Me. Maybe oh he'll my, get taken insane. by the Pistons. That makes too. me so happy. No, don't go to the Pistons. Don't go to the Pistons.
1: Yeah, but then it'd be him Kate bad. and Luka. Let's go. <laughs>
0: No, Let's I, go! I I, don't, I want him to go somewhere cooler. Actually, Pistons are kind of dope. I'll probably get I'd get a Keegan Murray jersey. I'd get a Garza jersey, but I don't know how long he's gonna be in the league. I think Keegan was there a long time. He had time. a
1: great time. He had a great game that one time.
0: Can he score like twenty yeah, something points? He I mean he's he's done decent. Yeah, he's probably done better than I thought he was gonna do. But it just it worries me that he doesn't get more playing time for a team that like isn't good and is so young. Right, that like he can't find some tick. It, it worries me. I hope. I mean, I hope he lasts. I love Luca. I mean this. I didn't mean this to turn to a Luca bat. Let's change the topic before <laughs> I bash more of my favorite players. All right, Yannick, let's talk a little soccer. We're gonna do kind of the same thing we did with the conferences. Out of the top five leagues, which title race are you most excited for? And which title race actually first? First, give me the title race that you think is is over, done with. We don't even need to pay attention to it anymore. And then give me the title race that you're most excited to watch.
1: I mean, I'm, I I have easy answers. There's one title race that's exciting to watch, and the rest of them are over. All of there's four of them that are over, and there's one that's exciting. Bundesliga. Bayern is up six points. Historically, they don't lose a six point advantage. If it was three, I would feel a little better. Um. But they, they lost the other day. Dortmund had the chance to overtake them, and they also lost. That shows me that they're not ready to make that
0: gap switch yet, you know? Bundesliga's done match day one. Match day one. League, uh, done.
1: PSG's got like a 13-point advantage.
0: Premier <laughs> League Un is done before match day one. <laughs> yeah, they're It's done... done when they're playing friendlies in the summer.
1: There you go. Uh, Premier League, Man City's just got too much of it. it
0: done. done. It's done. Which sucks. Which, Which sucks. That one really sucks because, like, even as, like, not even just as, like, a Manchester United fan, just, like, as, like, a soccer fan. the The Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, like, the race that looked to possibly be forming after the first 10 or so matches looked so exciting. And, like, that it was going to be, like, a different team on top each week. And then you thought, oh, maybe at least Liverpool can. Nah, City's one. It's done.
1: Yeah, City's one. And the last one is is La Liga, which you thought, oh, you know, maybe Sevilla. No, I don't. They're, think all,
0: they're only four points. They're, at least they're still. I think Sevilla. I think. I think this, that's the second most interesting
1: out yeah, of the five. I, absolutely. That's well, why it's, I mentioned it is my argument. That's yeah. why I mentioned it last uh, because it is definitely the second. I
0: I agree with you with the way I feel like Real has has really like found their themselves like they I think Real looks really good where I agree I don't really think City has a chance
1: but yeah more exciting than the other ones for sure it's not over but if it was a different team like Atleti or Barcelona not saying that they are great right now but I'm saying I just don't think Sevilla has what it takes to play like the rest of the season
0: at Real and and not and not drop points yeah and not drop points hundred percent
1: so the answer has to be Syria. Inter and AC Milan at the top, separated by only two points. There's like, Inter has a game in hand, fair enough. But still, it's close. Napoli Atalanta in that third and fourth. They're all within that three-win range. Juventus is nine points behind. But again, it's Juventus. They're not out of
0: it. They're not out of it. They're not out of it.
1: They're not out of it. So they can always make a turnaround. I think Inter Milan should win. But you know, gotta pick that one as the one that's exciting, considering all the other leagues are wrapped up. <laughs> like yeah. for the most part, all the other
0: ones suck, but this one is pretty, pretty fun. Because I, I, like, I think all five of those teams still actually have have like a legitimate. Ch- like, you don't look at the fifth place team in any of the other leagues and be like, you know, I see an avenue where you could win this league. You, you can do that with the, with the Syria. So the Syria is is saving us with with some excitement. Because the leagues are so boring, Jan, give the people and give me another league outside of the big five to keep an outside uh, to keep an eye on. Pardon me.
1: Right, I, I think it's Liga Portugal. You know, it's always interesting to see between Porto, Sporting, and Benfica which one of those will finish in the top two. You know, Champions League spots. Which one will have to go through the more tough qualification third spot? Also, just who's going to win? Obviously, right now it's Porto who leads. Sporting by three points, Benfica still a bit behind, but they still got 15 games, so they can still make it a thing. And you think about it, Sporting and Benfica are both still in the Champions League, so it's the team that got knocked out that is the one on top. So you expect maybe the better hey. teams to make some ground up and make it a game. And obviously, like just Portugal, those three teams are always so so good. Like they're not ever consistent enough where they can make a run, except for like the 2004 Porto team, obviously in the Champions League. But they're always so good, full of so much talent, so exciting to watch, um, and it's just good football. They're always so,
0: talented enough on like their best day.
1: Yeah, that they can
0: com- they compete they can compete with the best in Europe.
1: Yeah. They, uh, ben, I think it was Benfica uh, a couple years ago. It's either Benfica or Porto uh, beat Bayern in the first leg of the round of sixteen, and Bayern needed to win 3-0 to get past, and they did fine. But like they beat them, like you know, well, in, I mean, in,
0: like you know, you mentioned Barcelona not. The Barca so old but Benfica still knocked them out of the Champions League this year. Right. They still did.
1: Huh? Right, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, glad, I think I'm it... glad
0: you said the, the Portuguese league. Yeah, and Sporting knocked out Dortmund. So there you go. Um it's they they have taken out big teams. Ah uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you picked the Portuguese league cuz I, I was Hoping you would, and then I went with uh, the the Eredivisie. Yes! Oh uh, my gosh, so that's the that? other one I almost. The, the put Dutch, it. the Dutch league. I think. I mean, we probably are going with the two most obvious answers, but they're they're fun leagues to watch. They they both right. play some some enjoyable soccer, uh, and, and the title races are are always kind of between you know the same few groups, but they're they're more exciting title races than we have in the other leagues. It's kind of between two teams in, in the Netherlands now. PSV leading at forty six points, Ajax right behind them with forty five. Uh, and these two should battle it out until the last match day. How about this? Ajax after nineteen matches, a plus fifty five goal differential. They have fifty nine league <laughs> goals. They've only they've only allowed four goals. Even though they have they, they've allowed four goals, they still somehow have three draws and two losses. So I don't I don't know how you have so that lot of a goal differential. And still drop points that often, but it almost impresses me more.
1: Yeah, they must have had like a three zero loss, a one zero loss, All... two nil
0: nil draws. Like just yeah, nothing. For that's, real. That's crazy. It it happens absurd, at the time. yeah. Another great league. It's another great league. Both those ones are, are a ton of fun to watch and, and always I mean, like I said, good good teams. It's not like you're watching some some B League uh, outfits or anything.
1: Right, exactly. I. It's also interesting to watch, right, we talk about these leagues getting boring, and obviously the question comes back around. Super League, good idea, bad idea, with the same teams winning all the time. It's still a bad idea, not saying it's not. I will never go for the Super League, but this is where people will make their claims on it. Man City wins again, Bayern wins again, da-da-da-da-da, you know?
0: Well, I, I mean, like, there's certainly, those, that part of the league is just like, somewhat broken but that's why we have the champions league exactly right and that's why we have cups and and there is and i think we've talked about this before there's there's like it is kind of cool to see those like lower teams when they win their relegation battle and they stay up that's huge for them like that is like winning the championship so it's not like those teams of those clubs are going through a season and just being like oh we didn't win the premier league again we didn't do this again like no, they, they have their own expectations and, and their own sort of goals that they know they can attain. And I, I suppose if you think that's a bad thing, then you can. But I, I think it's a cool thing that like each team know. like if every season you came in and you were like, you knew what your team was about, you can have success every single year, really.
1: If that's what Ted Lasso taught me anything. If Ted Lasso taught me anything, it's a relegation in battle can be exciting as heck. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Thank you, Ted Lasso. All right, Jan. Let's get back to football. Love it. It's the divisional round. Woo! Time to find out who will be playing for a spot in the Super Bowl. We've got the Bengals against the Titans, the 49ers against the Green Bay Packers. They get a full name. The Rams against the Buccaneers, and the Bills going up against the Chiefs. First question I have you have for you, Yannick, about this weekend is – Tell me a quarterback who has to play great for his team to have a chance to win this weekend.
1: This was so hard because I and and this was another statistics I'll bring that I heard this morning. This these these matchups, these divisional matchups, are statistically the closest matchup collection in a divisional round since 1967. So that's how close these games are. That's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy, so so my answer would be of all of them, none of these quarterbacks can get away with playing bad, but I
0: think something we said last week- Not maybe, bad, I mean I mean, like they gotta play, if they don't play out of their mind and kill it, their team's got no shot.
1: Right, and I, okay, so that this is what I'm gonna say then. I think that it's hard for me to pick one just saying like, because there's so many quarterbacks, so it was hard for me is what I'm saying. But I think because of the same answer I gave last week for this team and how important it is that they win, um, I think I have to go with Matthew Stafford. I think his team sold the future to get him to win these games. You know, he got past the first one. He played well to get them there. But he needs to play out of his mind if he's going to beat Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't get beat in the divisional round. He's 14-2 and two in the divisional round in his life. He's 14-2. and two. He doesn't get beat in this round. He either gets beat in the first round, or he gets beat in the championship, or he goes to the Super Bowl. Those, You know, it's, it's like, he doesn't lose in this round. So, I, I know that the Buccaneers have some problems. They're missing Tristan, Tristan Wirfs. Obviously, it's gonna be close, but we saw against the Eagles, and granted the Eagles aren't the playoff team that everyone was worried about, but we saw them turn it on. We saw what they can do, and I just think Matthew Stafford is really gonna have to kind of go toe-to-toe with Brady in this one and play his best game, especially considering he's played some inconsistent football this year across long stretches. So he did well against the Cardinals, but this is what they brought him in to do. These are the games that he was supposedly better than Jared Goff to be in. Jared Goff took him into a Super Bowl. Let's see if Stafford can do it
0: too. Jared Goff did take him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he Probably did. We're, we're, at, we're in some agreement. Uh, we have the same game where we're picking our quarterback, but I'm going with Tom Brady. Okay. Because, I mean, like Matt Stafford has probably, you know, maybe the best receiver in the league. Matt Stafford has a defense that's playing pretty darn well in Aaron Donald and Bon Miller. Tom Brady right now doesn't have much. And he, he just lost maybe more with Tristan Wurst. Like he, he his weapons are injured. His line's injured. That defense is still pretty depleted. I know they've gotten a little healthier. But just the amount that the Buccaneers are missing, I think like like obviously all these quarterbacks need to play well. But I think most of these teams have a little more to aid their quarterback. Like we don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to throw for 400 yards. Like if he did that, it'd be insane. They're in a better position to aid him. I think the Buccaneers are not. I I think it's, I mean, and we've seen it all year. The reason Tom Brady threw all those yards was because the Buccaneers didn't have any other choice, but to throw all those yards. Their defense wasn't stopping anybody. They couldn't really run the ball that well. Like it, it wasn't a, Oh, let's throw the ball because we want to. It was a throw the ball because we have to. Uh and so I, I think it's Tom Brady and like you said, this is the he, he usually does pretty darn well in any round of the playoffs, but this is a, a particular round for him where he usually does perform out of his mind.
1: Right, exactly. That's almost why I didn't pick him because I was like, Yeah, of course he's gonna play. Like it's not even a question. He's going, to. he's going to. Um, but I agree. And it's a big game for both of them. You're right, for different reasons, but uh it's gonna be an interesting
0: one. Yeah. But uh, we will move on. Now, Jan, give me an X-Factor for any of these teams or any – it doesn't even have to be my X-Factor. It's just a general X-Factor. Uh, but but any X-Factor can be a coach, can be a player, can be uh, whatever you want. Tell me yeah. your X-Factor.
1: Yeah. I Here's where – I told you earlier I was going to be nice to you, and even though we got into it, I'm still going to be nice to you on this one. I think that the biggest X-Factor – is the relationship between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. I think that that is the biggest X factor going into this, for victory this weekend, right? You have a team that's been kind of dogging you over the past couple years that everybody's saying it's just a bad matchup. That they're, they're, even despite Aaron Rodgers playing two consecutive seasons of MVP football, despite them having a complete team, having Devontae Adams, they're still picking the Packers to lose. That's how much that they To adorable. Jimmy Garoppolo! <laughs> to Jimmy Garoppolo, even though Jimmy Garoppolo is almost guaranteed money to throw at least one pick. Like, right, like, that's they're still picking the 49ers. And I think that the relationship between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers has only grown stronger and more trusting over the season, which means when this game is close, which it will be, unfortunately for you, it will be a close game.
0: Oh yeah, it will
1: be. That question will come up. Do you play it safe or do you trust Aaron Rodgers? And Matt LaFleur knows the answer to that question already, and that is why they're going to win. He already knows the answer to that question. They don't have to do this whole analytics thing. You trust Aaron Rodgers just like you have the last two seasons, and you win that game.
0: Give the ball to 12. <laughs> That's true, and, and that relationship's it. strong. It is. No, I, I agree. I think it, it, has, it has gotten so much. I mean, you know, there was there was a time last offseason where I I had no idea – what the hell Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing. I thought he might be coming back, but, you know, really was kind of like, I don't know what this is. And right now, I, I mean, I think, I think probably a Super Bowl run might still be neat. Like, if we lose this weekend, I think it still kind of goes up in limbo. But I feel a lot more settled as a Packers fan because I think those relationships have gotten a lot better. Um, I'm going, I went with, like I said, I kind of went with just like a general X factor And I went with – I was going to go with home field advantage – and then I realized that I picked three road teams. LOL. <laughs> so that's a, spo- a spoiler on my on my picks because I'm sure you can pick out the road team I didn't choose. Uh, but uh, so I went with the running attack. Uh, We've kind of talked about the Bills earlier how that how that running attack has has made that offense even more dynamic and tough to stop. The Packers have have a big time running attack. We know the Niners rely on the run. The Rams usually use it a lot. Is it something that the Buccaneers are going to be able to implement? Are they going to be able to bring back Leonard Fournette and, and have that as another part of their uh, attack, which would certainly help Tom Brady and then take a little pressure off of him. Like I was speaking about early. So I just think the running attack in general, in, in all these games is is going to play a big part. I mean, maybe maybe not the Bengals, They probably run the ball with mixing well, but even the Titans, it's what is, what's Derek Henry going to look like? What's that rushing attack going to look like? So who, who wins The Battle of the Trenches, who wins running the ball this weekend, I think, as a a big factor.
1: Perfect. I'm going to amend my statement because I think it still can be played generally. I think the teams that win these games, and actually this tracks perfectly, is actually except for one game. And I'm not going to mention that game because it's equal on both footing. I think the team's... That have the absolute trust that no matter what happens, their quarterback can win the game. Those are the teams that place. Joe Burrow more trusted than Ryan Tannehill. Aaron Rodgers more trusted than Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady more trusted than Matthew Stafford. The last game is even like that. Bills yeah, believe. Bu- B- B- Bills believe in Josh Allen just as much as the Chiefs beating.
0: Right, Hobbs. and their ta- and their talent, the talent level of those. Because I think all those those quarterbacks too. You can say Burrow more t- like sorry Tannehill. Burrow more talented. Rodgers more talented. Brady more talented. Allen and in Mahomes, we could have a whole episode debating on who we think is more talented there. So, right. Yeah. I like that. I think that's I think that's a great point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I
0: just, just saying those games, I'm so excited for the game. Dude, this it's going to be such a, like, <laughs> I love this playoff. And like Woo! we said it last weekend with the wild card, and, and we kind of, I mean, it really is a perfect year. I think the NFC looks scarier, but the, the AFC teams are, are, are rounding into form now. And really, you look at all eight of these teams and all eight of them look pretty dangerous. I, I, like, I feel like you get to this point normally in the playoffs and you're like, all right, it's the top two teams from the NFC and maybe those three teams from the AFC. But like, maybe not, maybe the Bengals and the Titans and the Niners, you're a little, uh eh, it'd be a surprise. But you, they still have a shot and the Titans are still like the number one seed. And then the other, obviously the Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Rams, and Packers are, are all kind of like, yeah, we have to like. We expect to win the Super Bowl, so it's it's a great weekend again. I'm excited. I literally i,
1: I cleared my weekend. <laughs> I was just like, I'm watching I'm football. i so I know, man. I I know you are. It's gonna be okay.
0: <laughs> it's I gonna know. be fun. It's, I, it's, I've texted everyone. I said, come over, come over to my place on Saturday. Give me some comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I Hopefully hope I can... it's good. I hope it just goes well. Right. I hope I can
1: leave at halftime you having a 31 nothing lead and me just being oh, like, God, have, a be good rest,
0: have a good rest of that'd your night, great. man. I, I, hope I really that love that. <laughs> I really love that. Yeah, It's probably going to end up like every, everyone has to go back early. It's just going to be a nice little chill night. And then I'm just going to be sitting here the last five minutes freaking out. Love it. Because you're a real fan.
1: Owner. Owner and fan. Owner. Yeah. Uh,
0: we, lost, we watched the last Niners-Packers game together, and it Ended well. I'd rather yeah. not have the game go that way because right. it took two insane throws and a last-second field goal to win, but I'd be yeah. happy with the result. With that, let's pick some games. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I um, am leading. I checked the record last week. I went 3-3. Three and three, You went 2-4. and four. Neither of us went all that well. It was the, Eagle, the Eagles and the uh, Steelers that killed us. But actually, no, wait. I'm... I completely got that wrong, man. I went four and two. You went three and three. Yeah, I counted um, the Steelers game wrong.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, I, but hey, that's pretty good considering the that last the over. That under, changes
0: well, the narrative completely.
1: <laughs> I'm over five hundred. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, Four and two and three and three. We killed it.
1: We killed it. We are the. We know everything. We, we know We're incredible who we did this weekend.
0: I, I, yes, we are. We're going to tell you right now. All right, first game of the weekend. It's the Bengals. Going to Tennessee, playing the top seed, Titans. Titans are favored by two and a half at the moment. All these lines, of course, will probably move up and down. But Titans by two and a half. Who do you got in this game, Jan? I just got the notification
1: that Derrick Henry's playing. And that changes... That does change a lot. Um, Because the Bengals' defense... I don't trust the Bengals' defense. Um, I trust Joe Burrow. I trust his weapons. I trust Joe Mixon. I trust that offensive scheme. I don't trust... But man, I'm just, you can't pick against the hot team in the playoffs. You can't do it. You can't pick against the hot team in the playoffs. You can't do it. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals to cover that line and win. Um, I just think that they are too hot. I think Joe Burrow's playing like he is. And going along with my X Factor, I think that this game isn't going to be a runaway that Derek Henry can just tote into his bag. I think Tannehill's going to have to make throws, and I'm sorry, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. That's just the end of that story.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I just think, like, I, I, know, I know Henry's coming back and certainly adds uh, some dynamic, and, and there's been a lot of talk about when A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry play together, how much more explosive the Titans are. But the Bengals are just hot. and And I think, too, like... I think the way that Tennessee plays, like, is not is, is like very bad for for this matchup with this hot Bengals because I think the Bengals are going to come out just ready to swing and anytime the Tennessee starts trailing by like double digits, you just kind of start worrying about that offense uh, and it's it's tougher for them to come back. So I am with you. I'm going Bengals money line as well. We are believers in Joe Burrow. He is bringing. Sexy back in Cincinnati.
1: Hell yeah. Like it never left.
0: <laughs> it never did. Who are we kidding? Cincinnati's um, always staying sexy.
1: Never been to Cincinnati. I have. It's okay.
0: I don't I don't think I've ever been to Ohio,
1: actually. You never been to Ohio? I used to live in Kentucky, so I always went to Ohio for like little trips and stuff. So Cincinnati nice. I went to a lot. I've been to Dayton before, stuff like that.
0: Where's the best place to go in Ohio? Oh, King's Island.
1: It's a theme park. That's where I remember Sick. going. Yeah. 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 Theme
0: park's King. always a good answer. <laughs> All right. I'm stuck. I'm just stalling Yannick because because now it's time to pick Niners <laughs> at Lambeau in Green Bay. The Packers are favored by I think six right now. That one's been moving a lot. Uh, but Packers by six. I'm going to take the 49ers plus six. I'm picking my Packers to win, but I I do think it's just going to be a close, close game. And, and I Six points just sounds like a lot to me. So I'm taking the Niners plus six. Jan, who do you got?
1: I'm also taking the Niners plus six. Six is a lot for this game. It's a lot. So I can't take the six, even if Packers are the better team. Uh, and I just think the way that your luck is going to go, Mason Crosby's going to miss three field goals in that game, and then you're going to have to trust oh him God. to hit one more to win the game. And he will, but like, you're going to have to suffer that again. It's like, he's missed three. Can he make one? And then he will. <laughs> But like, and you know something get else it. I thought of too, if you win this game, right, no matter how you win it, as long as Rodgers doesn't get injured or Devontae doesn't get injured, if you win this game, you go from, oh, you know, this is a big game to you guys should win the Super Bowl. That's you immediately go yeah. there because this is yeah. just the worst matchup. So if you guess by them, it's like, yeah, they're going to win the Super Bowl.
0: I know I feel far more confident against the Rams, just like I know the Rams are a better team than, than they were when we played them, but like we spanked them and And the bucks are just so depleted, like I, I think I'll feel better. Also, just that first playoff game, like I, before there was the year the year after the Packers won the Super Bowl when they went 15 and one, and they were the top seed, and they lost the giant. I feel like I bring this up all the time, but they lost the giant. Like that has scarred me of buys that like I hate coming out of the buy of the playoff. I know it like overall is good, and, but I still I hate it. I'm nervous. But That's got we're trauma. both on the Niners plus six. Yeah, I do, man. <laughs> Beckers have given me so much trauma. Yikes. Bastards. Aaron mm. Rodgers, is an mm. abusive lover. All right. Rams. Bucket Ears. That's going to be the title of this uh, episode. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my a God. Lover. Yeah. <laughs> Sh- Shailene, Shailene Woodley is going to listen in on our podcasters like what the hell is this about <laughs> <laughs> it's not Aaron. Aaron Darren's great it's the organization Aaron. that yeah. I own now okay Rams Buccaneers Buccaneers favored by three who do you got Jan
1: yeah I got the Buccaneers I three is enough for me if it was like six I'd pick the Rams to cover but I think the Buccaneers win this game they are depleted you're right and they they haven't you know been the strong defensive team that you're right and, and Leonard Fournette will be back, but, you know, they lost Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is constantly injured. Rob Gronkowski, who is like an, a hit away from falling apart, is their best receiver, really, option. And yet, Matt, and yet, you cannot outmatch the ultimate X-Factor Tom Brady unless your team is ready to do that. And the Rams, while well, they beat the Cardinals and they got a good defense, I don't trust Matt Stafford to make enough good plays to get them there. And I think it's going to be close. And in a close game in the divisional round, you picked against Tom Brady last year. And look where it got you. I can't do it again. I can't do it again. If it was the Packers, I'd pick the Packers. I wouldn't say that Tom Brady I'm picking, has to chance.
0: I'm picking against Tom Brady again. I'm not well, even picking against Tom Brady. I'm picking against the fact that they are just so depleted. Right And like, I know they looked good against the Eagles, but the Eagles aren't like the Eagles are not good, especially against good, good teams. And the, the way the Eagles play was particular. like the one place that the, the Buccaneers have gotten a little healthier is their defensive line. So their rush defense was, was, you know, much more serviceable than it's been. Their defensive backfield is still pretty depleted. OBJ has just really been clicking well with Stafford. Cooper has been, has been the probably the top receiver this year. Uh, no, probably about it. He's been the top receiver this year. I'm a, I'm a big Tyler Higby fan. Also, I think he's a really underrated tight end. Uh, he's awesome. And, and I think, I think great. Stafford, I think Stafford got he, he's gotten that win now in the playoffs. Where that's, that's over. Uh, and and I just think the Rams are, are a little healthier and a little more talented right now. So I, I got the Rams winning. Love
1: that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a close one. And the only reason why anyone would think this isn't a blowout is because of Tom Brady, right? It's kind of crazy. Like, if this was any other quarterback, you'd be like, wow, this team's about to destroy this team. Um, But because it's Tom Brady, you can't say that. And it's kind of like, damn.
0: Aaron Rodgers. Then you go win the game. There you go. you just run draws and screen against the Arizona Cardinals all damn day. Don't even matter.
1: Look at you. All right, last game.
0: Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs are favored by two. Who's moving on in the rematch of last year's AFC title game, Jan? Right. And then just after
1: saying, I won't do it, I won't pick against an ultimate X-Factor like Tom Brady, I'm going to pick against an ultimate X-Factor like Patrick Mahomes. I'm picking the Bills to win this game. Right,
0: but X-Factors, I mean, it's like it's, a, it's like picking Rodgers over Tom Brady. You're not really not picking Tom Brady. I mean, that's what the level of Josh Allen has gotten to, right?
1: like he, He's so good. His time has he's arrived. He's at the level. Yeah, his time has arrived. He just needed to beat the Patriots for me to be sure because the Patriots were that team that were in his division and that were the team that kind of bullied him when he was starting to be good. And now they beat them. And not only beat them, they humiliated them. They humiliated them. They
0: exercised every demon that Buffalo has been holding in against New England it's for the last, truthful. like, 20 years.
1: Right. I mean, it it's crazy. And I just think that now he's ready to beat Patrick Mahomes and take his claim as the best quarterback in the AFC. I hate to say that, but he is. He's the best quarterback in the AFC. Right now, with the things that I've seen Patrick Mahomes do this season, I'm not saying that he's not legendary. Right now, he is the best quarterback in the AFC. And I think he's gonna show that against the Chiefs. It's gonna be close, but it's not like the Chiefs have been consistent all year either. So I think there's enough there to say the Bills are gonna win because of Josh Allen and because of that good pass defense, which is gonna pick up Mahomes off, like twice, at least. I think that's easy to say because Mahomes well, is even if they throws. don't pick
0: off Mahomes, like pick him off, they, the defense is just going to play better. Like the Chiefs' defense has played a, a whole lot better. Certainly, it's not the the uh, Achilles heel that it was earlier in the year, but it's still not as good as the Bills. So I like I think that's the biggest argument you can make. Pro Bills is like all right, you got two quarterbacks that are basically a wash because they're both incredible. Which defense is better? It's the Bills, uh, and so that's why I'm going with the Bills as well. And I think. Josh Allen and, and Mahomes, it kind of, I think Dominique Foster was the one that kind of said this and, and it kind of is kind of what I said about Herbert and Burrow where I would say Burrow is the Mahomes where, and, and Mahomes can certainly do some crazy things, but like the the better quarterback and, and probably the one I would go with. But Josh Allen, like Justin Herbert, has these physical tools and just has has some things that like on his best day, he can be better than Mahomes, and he's playing lights out and and with all the confidence in the world. So yeah, I got bills as well.
1: Mm. Love it. Love it. So we, we agreed on everything but the Brady pick, huh?
0: But the Brady pick, that'll be our, that'll be our, uh, our decider.
1: There you go. That's how I'll pull it next week.
0: I'm never going to pick, I'm never going to pick Tom Brady. (laughs) One day you'll be right. Yeah, Exactly. It'll be, if he escapes this weekend he's got no chance fans in Lambo this year last year you gotta go to an empty that's why I was gonna say home field advantage and, and that, that was a big factor uh, this last weekend only one road team getting the win uh, but alright Jan that's it we've got our, our picks in we've talked all three sports it's time to cool down he's, and our ugh. first question is a real it's a real fun one uh, Okay, why did January suck so much
1: Um, because it's, like, the worst middle part of the year, right? Like, in the spring, you kind of have some, some awakening from the winter, so the weather's getting a little better, you know, I, I think that there is a lot more sports fun in February and March that happens, which makes me happier, you know, playoffs start to round up, so you get to watch playoffs. Makes me happier. Right, I mean, maybe not everybody, but, like, makes me happier. No, no,
0: I mean, I don't
1: know. Yeah. You're the one.
0: I just I'm, liked I'm the in, comment. I thought it was oh. a good, I thought it was, was well-set. Thank you.
1: Um, it's after a lot of great holidays, you know, you have Thanksgiving and then you have- Dude, that's Christmas one of the biggest Christmas ones. Christmas and New Year's, and then all of a sudden you just have this weird middle just month- It's a
0: letdown.
1: It's a letdown, and it's the post New Year's blues when you realize, especially in this COVID thing, that all this shit is still the same. Like the New Year didn't yeah. change anything. It's all
0: still here and it's all still the same. New, new Year means new me oh uh, yeah and
1: all of that becomes no you actually have to do the effort to change who you are you don't just get to say that the second the new year comes around and like it happens for you like you have to actually put work into it just like you did last year you lazy
0: asshole. maybe maybe it's better in like a warmer state too because then like it sucks because it's just like, today especially it's cold as all shit it's and horrible work. um but like it's just like cold weather and like dreary and dark and you're just like i don't like at least in December and stuff like that, I, you've got things to look forward to. And now you're just like, all right, I'm over it. I, I hate it. But the, the one good thing about January is, is, I feel like everyone is just in total agreement. That's just like, man, January is really blow, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. They do. Everyone's like, I'm depressed. And then people are like, it's Mercury retrograde. I'm like, is it? It's every
0: year is Mercury, every, no, every day. No, yeah. not. that's not what it is. It's cold weather, oh my God. <laughs> I hate, I hate people so much.
1: <laughs> you can't see Matt right now. He's fuming. He's chomping at the right, bit to that's, punch dude, someone. That's in the stuff, face. Whenever, I,
0: whenever I see people online say that's the reason January suck, I do get so mad. Hey, I, I want to argue with all of them. Like, no, that's not what it is, you Nimrod. All right, Yannick, it's time for some quick fire questions. Yeah, Nimrod was
1: the nicest word you could have said there. I was a little worried. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, what word is gonna come out of Matt's mouth right now? Nimrod was a good one. <laughs>
0: What you think? What were you thinking it was going to be? I don't know, just some
1: kind of swear word, or maybe a word that used to be okay to say but isn't too much anymore. I wasn't sure.
0: Oh Jesus, Yannick, put me on blast, why don't you?
1: I'm not putting you on blast. You're just very animated. That Sometimes sounds. It
0: sounds like it sounds like I'll say things that aren't socially acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you wouldn't say things. I, that probably, I probably do say things that are social. acceptable. you can't say anything anymore. Now I sound like Joe Rogan. No, you don't sound like Joe Rogan. <laughs> it took us. It took us uh, two years, or not two years, almost two years for the white guy on the podcast to say you can't say anything anymore. Yeah, I that, might rec- that might be a record. That, that might be a record. I, I a record.
1: think that that's a pretty good streak. I mean, we've been very socially conscious up until just listen. Oh, yeah.
0: Let me listen to "Baby It's Cold Outside." Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is the last I <laughs> will,
0: I will, I will defend that song forever. Alright, you're on the hot seat, not me. <laughs> this has been switched somehow. This is bullshit. <laughs> you're just nervous. You've right. got a lot of nerves. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I am nervous. Looking at my Green Bay ownership. Feeling, okay. Yannick. We didn't talk any EOC this weekend, so I gotta know. Francis and Ganu or serial game. Who takes home the heavyweight
1: crown? I'm gonna say Francis Ngannou. He's just been kind of undefeatable in the UFC since he's taken his reign. The one thing that worries me is like anytime anyone gets into some kind of conversation with Jake Paul, I'm like they don't take their job seriously anymore. And there was that whole time that Francis Ngannou was like, "I'll fight you," and I'm like, "Oh, are you are you f- focusing? I don't think you are. I think you." I,
0: I would have loved just that. Would have been a fight. I would have paid to see that.
1: Right. That was Francis
0: Ngannou is not like. Because, you know, most of these dudes that are doing it, they're just like, yep, I'll just go get my payday. Francis Ngannou would be like, I don't care. I had, like, about just, like, going to get much. I just want to beat the shit out of you. Right, I'll murder
1: you in front of your family.
0: I will. <laughs> I'll do it.
1: Would be a, not a fight you'd want to see. Yeah, but I'm going with Francis Ngannou. I think Cyril gain is going to be a great competitor. I don't think it'll be, like, a first-round knockout or anything like that. But, man, Ngannou's just been up and coming for so long. I think he holds it, at least for this one.
0: That's how I feel. I can't believe it. Ngannou's the uh, the underdog, plus one thirty in this one. Gain is, and I know Gain's ten to now, and it's is super is, is great, but but I agree. I just feel like I I think you know this. There'll probably be a rematch of this one at some point. I, I hopefully. Uh, I guess he never really can know in the UFC. I, I feel like serial gain. I, I just feel like his time is is maybe not here yet. Um, and and then Ngannou is just. He just got the crown. I don't think he's ready to, to give it up quite yet. All right. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Who's your Spider Man?
1: Who's my Spider Man? Um, I know the answer to this one. It It's funny. Uh, are we doing spoilers on this? Are we doing spoilers in this in this movie? Have you watched the new Spider Man movie? I've watched it. Okay. So, spoiler alert. For I guess, everyone, yeah. If you, you
0: haven't watched it, we're about to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm about to talk Doctor about Strange it. Doctor
0: Strange hooks up with Ned.
1: Love it. It's really it's for the LGBT community, it was really a big it was a big
0: it was just a hot seat.
1: Oh my goodness. Um I did I did kind of feel like after watching that movie, part of me wanted to say Andrew Garfield just because of how that story arc went. It was so nice how they ended that. It was it was kinda of beautiful how he how how he finally got to save the girl and it was like amazing. Um but the answer has to be Tobey Maguire. The answer yeah. has to be Tobey Maguire. Even in this movie, I literally felt like I was watching Spider-Man with two posers. Like that's what I felt Dude, like I was watching. Say,
0: <laughs> uh, you guys wish you were like you're. The, that's the real Spider-Man. You guys are the weird
1: multiverse. Yeah. and uh, and you guys took on the the you know took on the crown after he put it aside, and that's great for you. You know, you can't reign forever. They did great, they did, they did great. great. But that
0: is the thing. I mean, like, this debate is, like, one of those where I'm like, I mean, I think you can go wrong because I think it is Tobey Maguire. But especially for, like, younger generations, I get why you would go with with Garfield or Tom Holland. And they all kind of brought a little – they all played it pretty differently, which is always nice, too.
1: Yeah, and I just think – the way that they told the story, how could you not pick? You know, Tommy Maguire is the one that teaches Tom Holland about the guy, man he should be and not about the man that he 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 knows personally he was gone the path to being. And they just showed, like, that's fucking Spider Man. That is Spider Man. I thought he was going to, oh no, the ending, I was like, oh no. I'm I was like, I was like I was don't worried. you fucking do this to me right
0: now. I was, I was, I was <laughs> yeah. Which they never. I wish Marvel had a little more stakes. I've decided to catch up on all the Marvel stuff, so I just, wanna, I watched Black Widow, which was okay. pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's going to be important. And then, then I gotta,
0: I gotta, I gotta say, I thought Loki was solid. Loki is good. I thought because I thought WandaVision I thought Wandavision started strong, and then I got pretty bored. I thought the Winter Soldier and Falcon sucked. It was, it was just like it was so unimaginable. But but Loki, I, I I liked. So now I just need to watch Eternals and uh hawkeye but then i watch-, just watch Boba fett and there's new ozark episode that's what i'm doing all night tonight i'm just watching ozark on Binge. watch
1: watch uh eternals it's it's kind of a controversial one watch eternals before our next episode so we can figure it out uh, i want to see what you think i about think
0: it. i'll like it i think, think i'll like will? it i don't okay. i don't like angelina jolie so she's in it a lot that i won't but i like everyone else and i really like chloe's out i know it didn't i was gonna go see it in theaters On like the AMC thing, and then it got all those like really not great reviews. Where I was like, well, I don't really want to spend twenty five dollars then.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: There you go. That's the same thing as I felt with uh, Tragedy Macbeth that just came out on Apple TV. I'm like, oh, just watch that on TV. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Dude, I know. There's so many last duels on HBO Max now. I know. So much to watch. I. I mean, I. I love. I love it. I love it. All right. Last quick fire question. How many? NFL starters from this year will be playing on different teams next year. And you mean quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah, quarterbacks. I was like, that's too hard of a question. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get me to predict every player that's going to be traded. Are we
0: doing an over under 500? Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, right. What's the normal turnover for free agents? I don't know. 142? yes just the 32 quarterbacks. I was like not the team question. The, what uh, 600 no I probably, I mean probably close to like 700. No, you don't have to choose between the 700 starters, just the 32 quarterbacks.
1: Okay, so I need I before just answering off the cuff, I'm going to bring up here doing some in-game research um a list of quarterbacks. No, just the conferences cuz I I know the quarterbacks just by looking at Oh yeah yeah yeah. But right, I just want gotcha. to see so yeah, so I'm because looking at because there's like yeah.
0: Garoppolo rumors, right? Uh, Russell so, Wilson and Rogers,
1: of course. Yeah, so I think uh, of the 32 Titans will keep, Chiefs will keep, Bills will keep, Bengals will keep, Raiders will keep, Patriots will keep. Uh, ben Roethlisberger won't be playing for the Steelers, so that's one. Uh,
0: I don't think no, but he I, won't be playing somewhere different. So that didn't, okay? That's, so okay, okay, yeah. So just them being gone. Okay, so just also you fun. cannot go down team by team to do this. No, just give me arbitrary quick. number. It'll no, no, no. It'll be super quick because I'm
1: already halfway through the AFC. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to be somewhere different. I do think he's going to be somewhere different. I think that him tanking that is bad, and so I think Carson Wentz will be on a different team, and I think Baker Mayfield will be on a different team uh, next year. I think are we calling Drew Locke the starter because I think he he will be. I, he'll still be on the team, though, so I'm not going to say him. It's so t- I'm going to Yeah,
0: t- technically, I feel like Teddy.
1: Yeah. Because didn't Drew Locke get it because of an injury? Right. Either, think, one, either one. I think Jimmy Garoppolo won't be on the 49ers, so that's my third. And I think probably three more in the NFC. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to say six starters six? across. Yeah, because you got Washington, you got Seattle, you got. Um, uh, Carolina, you know, Giants, Lions. There's still, like a lot of teams that you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to say six teams of the 32; those starters are going to be
0: elsewhere. I like it. I like it. Love it. <laughs> I think it's a good number. I think. I mean, I, I think it's a year for that. We will see a, a, a lot of turnover because six is a high number, and like, it, but but I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's out of the, the the sphere of reality because of because of all the the different quarterbacks that have been talked about and the places that I mean, like Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. So do they go and try and get somebody? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you coming and and listening in as we talk all things sports talk NFL playoffs, dealing with my insane nervous energy. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Cheer on the Packers. Yannick, do you have anything to say to the beautiful people? Yeah, I just want everyone to
1: know that as soon as Erling Holland signs for Bayern, I'll change my views on him. I really will. I promise. (laughs) He'll be
0: the best player. The (laughs) second he signs with Bayern, (laughs) top five striker in the world. 100%. be who? (laughs) No, stay safe out there, guys, and have a good rest of your January. I'm getting you an Erling Holland jersey for Christmas. Cheers, y'all.